This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with not the Mark Weber. Dublin Mies. Not the Mark Weber. Dublin Here with Sean Anderson. How you doing today, Sean? I still have two E's in my name, so Dublin Mies. I'm you great. You do. Do you have two? Oh, yeah. that's right. Sean one and Sean and one in Anderson. I never Durf. thought about that. I never thought that you had two E's. So you could I also said that before on this e's. podcast. So you have a terrible memory. Well, it's been forever since you've been on the onside kick. Very true. Me and you. Um, but the one thing that I do thought bring up into my mind because of that is. There are a few people on Twitter that mm. they'll tweet at me, easy, it's just my name. When they tweet at Mark, they just do the Mark Weber, and it's some random guy in Milwaukee. <laughs> just some random guy in Milwaukee it's is awesome. getting all these mentions. It's like uh, John Jones. Uh, yes. There's an English John Jones, mm-hmm. and there's John Bones Jones, and people who, you know, when John Jones posit- mm-hmm. uh, tested positive uh, in, in the UFC, uh, people are always tweeting, like, hate stuff at him. He's like, I'm just, a, like, a graphic designer in England. It's just like, I think there's this Fox reporter somewhere that his name is Chris Conti. Mm. So that cannot be no. that, that was not a good time for him when uh, people were telling Chris Conti to uh, basically go kill himself because everyone hated Chris Conti. It's bad safety. Yeah, really yeah. bad safety. But welcome into the onside kick. This is where we talk about football news, football. Not really. A, I always say analysis, but then I think we don't really analyze. We just kind of give our opinion on the news. And we also don't know words because analyze. It's yeah, analyze. Analyze. Not. We don't really dive into the film, but we talk about the big news in football for the week. We got a wide receiver show today. Wide mm-hmm. receiver and a quarterback. Talking about Odell Beckham, Giants. Could they be trading for a number one overall pick using their wide receiver? Well, also a quarterback who could be a wide receiver. Yeah, a quarterback who could be a, so, so it could be a wide stick receiver. Stick with wide show. receivers. Then we got Des Bryant. What's his future like in Dallas? And then we're looking at Lamar Jackson, best fits for him in the NFL. Before we get into everything, though, quick housekeeping. Number one, you want to help support us, check out patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. That link down below in the description. You want to get an MVP shirt, that store also down below in the description. You want to catch everything for MVP, just go to mostvalidpodcast.com. That's where it all goes. You can check it out there. And then last but not least, Give the Onside Kick a five-star rating on iTunes. While you're there, just give all the MVP podcasts five-star ratings because we all deserve it. Let's re- let's be honest. All the podcasts really 100%. deserve it. And then if you're a Chicago sports fan, go and check out The Outcast, our newest podcast here on MVP. Is that five I things? think that's it. I think that's all the five things that's that I have. Five things. Um, the only other thing that I kind of mention every once in a while, if you're listening not on YouTube, go ahead and go over to YouTube. Give us that sub, even if you're never going to watch a YouTube video, because it helps us out. 10.1K? Yeah, 10.1K. You guys are helping us grow. We are growing quick and on the on the up and up, and I hope it continues. I hope it just keeps going. Just we like will. rapid fire, just up and up. But let's jump into this. And this first story is kind of a combining of two, because let's be honest. We could have had a, are the Giants going to trade Odell Beckham? Mm-hmm. Then have another topic of, are they going to trade for the number one overall pick? But in my mind, Sean, I've come up with an idea. Don't know if it's going to happen. Probably won't happen. Tinfoil, Ricky. There's two stories here. There's the first of Odell Beckham. Do they trade him? Do the Giants trade Odell Beckham? Then there's another story that came out the end of last week of apparently the Giants love Sam Darnold. They would love to move up to number one to make sure they can get Sam Darnold because mm-hmm. the Browns, let's be honest, they go quarterback at one they'll probably go Darnold, even though they like Josh Allen overall. I'm going to ask you this. What are the odds that Odell gets traded in a deal for the first? How I'm mapping it out is it would be Odell 
and this year's second to the Browns for the first overall pick this year and the Browns' first rounder next year. I think you got to balance that out a little bit. So, you, so the the Browns are trading away their number one overall pick. You're and not... swapping picks. You're oh, basically okay. swapping okay. one and twos, and then it's Odell for next year's first. All right. I mean, the the trade, at least the way you laid it out, isn't terrible. Uh, the chances of it happening, though, I think are very slim. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I honestly personally don't think Odell Beckham's going to be moved. You I think, think he's the, just going to be a giant for the rest of the year? Yeah. And then we'll figure out in free agency what he does? Well, they're going to have to somehow get him on the field at, at some mm-hmm. point. And, you know, they, they can't just let Odell Beckham not touch the field. And he said that it, he's not going to play unless he got a contract extension. Yeah. So they obviously have to work that out. I think they're keeping their mind open. Obviously, new GM, new front office. They want to make sure they're looking at every single possibility available. But I think mm-hmm. in the end... The talent of Odell Beckham will not be enough from any team to match. So I think that's going to be the biggest problem is that they're not going to be able to match what Odell wants. And I think, you know, with Cleveland, I don't think they want to switch the one two. I think they want to make sure they get their quarterback because mm-hmm. at some point, you know, you look at this is Odell enough to, you know, possibly let the quarterback that you want slip away. And with Cleveland, I don't think it's worth it because, you know, Odell Beckham, he might not be there next year if you're not able to lock him up. And then also, it's going to be a lot of cap into Odell Beckham. He just got hurt. He also has a very big, um, you know, personality off the field. He's, you know, obviously we've seen him on the sidelines. We've seen him off the field as well. There's that video. Um, We don't know if it's drugs Mm -hmm. or whatever. But still, you know, he's a very big name. He's a big personality. We know these wide receivers can really develop a big ego. So I don't know if if, if all that's really going to play out to make this deal happen. Well, and the thing that I think of, and I was thinking about this coming in, and really this is going to also bleed over into the Des Bryant discussion also, is in today's NFL, if your highest paid player is a wide receiver, in my mind your team's in rough shape because realistically your highest paid player should be the quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's the guy who should be getting most of your money. And for me, the Giants, it's a sticky situation because – if you're going to trade Odell Beckham, the type of receiver that he can be when he's on the field, you don't want to you don't want to give him to an NFC team because like NFC East is out of the question. You see them twice a year. Mm-hmm. NFC to me is out of the question because you don't even want to see him at all. And then it's like AFC, it's like, well, yeah, or do we really want to give someone a leg up? That's why for me, the whole Brown deal is the Giants would be getting their guy, basically putting Eli on the clock as if they get Sam Darnold. It's like, all right, Eli, you're on the clock. You also give Pat Shermer the guy that he wants. If the Giants want him, Pat Shermer probably wants him um, to work with. And to me, the Browns would be a great spot on the Giants side of like if they're going to trade him, the Browns would be a great team to give him too because it's like, you know what? If he helps them win, okay, they make the playoffs. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not, and he's not going to hurt us or have any chance of hurting us in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with the whole center of the AFC thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be facing them you know, once a year, possibly twice a year, if you're going to the, the playoffs and yeah. matching up with again. I mean, like at worst, you're going to see Odell Beckham three times a year if you get mm-hmm. him to the NFC uh, East. But I think, really, it's, it's going to be an AFC team that picks him up if they do. Again, I don't think it's going to happen just because, you know, his, his talent is so big. I mean, this is the guy that came in and just started blowing up the NFL. And, and, and what he did in his rookie best, season was best unreal. Best receiver in football? Is, is that what we're going to say? Or do you, no. do you think there's a best receiver? Antonio Brown. Okay. And I would probably put Odell at three, maybe, with uh, in front, uh, behind Julio. So top three, top five. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a 
if you if he's your if he's if mm-hmm. he's your wide, the wide receiver on your team, he's you're he's gonna, number one. Yeah, I mean, there's no question the talent on on his on his side. Really, you got to question how he's going to come back from the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but without a doubt, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. It's just really what do you value? But you look at what he's been able to do throughout his career, um, and and what he can bring to a team. It's just the fact, and I think you brought this up. You don't want your your best your 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 most play player being your wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You look at the Patriots. I mean, at some point, Tom Brady wasn't the highest played player on the team, but right now, Tom Brady still has the largest cap hit yeah. on that team. The Steelers right now, Big Ben is still the largest hitting uh, largest cap on that team. You can have great wide receivers, but you need to invest into a quarterback. And right now, the Giants don't have that quarterback, and the Browns don't have that quarterback. So on the Giants side, I, I kind of see the the idea of you know let's package Odell and get the quarterback that we want from our future but if i'm the you know the browns you don't really need odell beckham junior odell mm-hmm. beckham junior is going to help your team but if you have a guy that can't throw the ball to him then you're screwed i mean you're just wasting jarvis landry odell beckham josh gordon all these weapons that you have even saquon if they take him at four mm-hmm. you're just wasting those weapons away if you don't have a guy that can get him a ball and i know people will say they have tyra taylor for a year but tyra taylor isn't a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. you need somebody in cleveland that is going to be able to heal the long wounds that have been left from you know just terrible teams in Cleveland you need a guy that's going to be there for 10 years you need a guy that's really going to be a franchise quarterback and Odell he might be there for a couple of years but we don't really know when wide receivers are going to fall off especially with how hard people can hit t- these well, days and the good thing is there's two things first off there's an article that I'm looking at at ESPN.com where it's basically the price what are you going to get for Odell and they kind of list them the first one they call the Brandon Marshall comp which is two second-round picks. You're yeah. not going to get just two second-round picks for Odell. Then they have the, they call it the Marcus Peters precedent, the fourth and a second-round pick. And then they have the dream scenario, and this is the one, if Odell is getting traded, this is what they are getting, in my mind, two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. They are getting a pick this year. They are getting a pick next year. Or if they trade him next year, it's okay, we want to pick 2019 and 2020 in the first round. Good thing for the Giants, though, is there's four teams out of the top five cap salaries just for this year who could use a wide receiver and could have a high pick. One we already talked about, the Browns. Mm-hmm. The second, which, so the Browns have about $70.6 million in cap right now, yeah, according to Spot Rack. Colts are right behind them at 613 they could use, they don't need a wide receiver, but if you're going to give me Odell Beckham for Andrew Luck to throw to, sure, go ahead. Well, and I think they only had made like three free agent signings so yeah. far. Like they've been very quiet mm-hmm. on the free agent end. The 49ers, who, yeah, they just went out and paid Jimmy Garoppolo, but they didn't get any of the big wide receivers. Allen mm-hmm. Robinson, um, the they didn't get like a Torrey Smith to get yeah. traded over there. They could go and trade for Odell. And then the Tennessee Titans at 40, like 46 and 45 million are worthy. 49ers and the Titans are. So here's what I want to ask you. If there's a team that's going to trade for Odell and at least pick up that phone, which team is it going to be that calls the Giants and says, hey, what's it going to take to get Odell in our jersey? Every team's probably making that call just to see. But I think if if, if we're talking about teams that could actually do that, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's got to be a team with cap that's going to be able to extend them. Even the Philadelphia Eagles with $3.4 million in cap space right now? 
I think they're okay. I, th- I think they wouldn't be doing their due diligence not to make yeah. a call, but I think that calls would be very short, especially when they say, "Hey, it's the Eagles." Um, no, I will give you Nick Foles yeah. for Odell Beckham when, straight yeah, up. Yeah, when Howie when Howie calls uh, when Howie calls New York, I think that's gonna be a short phone call. But again, I think most teams are mm-hmm. going to be calling the Giants and just saying, you know, "Hey, what do you want from them?" Uh, ultimately, I think it's it's got to be a team with cap. Um, I think the most interesting one you threw out there, uh, the two at least, are going to be the Colts and the Niners, mm-hmm. just because they don't have a well. I don't want to say T.Y. Hilton is a number one n- number one wideout. But, but could you imagine T.Y. with Odell on the same team? It would be disgusting. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, Odell would become the number one. And and we know how much Andrew Luck has loved T.Y. Hilton as a downfield threat. Odell is a, is a monster on the outside as well. I mean, pairing those two. basically have two number ones. Well, and, yeah, exactly. And you're, and you're making Andrew Luck's job easier. Mm-hmm. But you look at the Colts. Their biggest need right now is the offensive line, yeah. and they need that first. They need that first round pick mm-hmm. to be able to try to get a guy like Quentin Nelson to really bolster and protect Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it comes down to probably the San Francisco 49ers are probably the the clearest team that might throw something at the New York Giants to get Odell Beckham Jr. But then again, you know. They need a lot of defensive help, and you know if Jimmy can put up numbers with Odell Beckham, are they going to be able to stop anyone on the other end? So like it's it's a tough balance of you know again, there's so much talent on Odell's side, um, and he's worth the contract that you're going to give him, Mm -hmm. but it needs to be the right fit where you have that franchise quarterback in place and you don't have any apparent needs. Like you need that one more piece to put you over. I think the, the, the 49ers and the Colts are much more than well, eight, one piece away, pretty and much. the most interesting part about it is, when it comes to the Niners to me while you're talking, is whenever you listen to draft talk, and I'm kind of getting into this circle of belief of, I think when we get to the ninth overall pick and the Niners are there, it's going to be like, all right, Denzel Ward's not there, Tremaine Edmonds is not there, the guys that we were going to want— mm-hmm. Are not there. Fitzpatrick. Let's trade back anyway. So it's the belief of like, oh, a Bills are going to move up to nine to try to grab a quarterback. Oh, a Cardinals are going to try to trade up. So for me, if you're the Niners, even if you have to give up that ninth overall pick for Odell, if you have to give up the ninth and next year's first, you get Odell, who's obviously worth a first round pick. And then kind of if you can weasel out maybe a second this year mm-hmm. or a third, probably the second would be where I would be going. That would almost be more of a sure thing than, hey, we'll take mm-hmm. your first this year for Buffalo and a second. But let's look at the moves that John Lynch has made so far. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty calculated moves. No, he got have. Jimmy Garoppolo for a second round pick. He's been a phenomenal the, GM so far. The, the for Bears the trade where the Bears moved up and, mm-hmm. and uh, swap picks with the, the Niners and moved down. He's trying to build a team. He's trying yeah. to get as many picks as possible to make sure that he has the most abilities, to, the, the, the most possible chance to mm-hmm. hit. And you look at the the, the cap situation, that's going to stay fairly low because he's consistently drafting guys, and not all those guys are going to pan out and get deserve a big contract. So with the 49ers and the moves that they've been making, I wouldn't be shocked if they you know went out and tried to get Odell Beckham Jr., but I think it's got to be for the right price. Mm-hmm. And giving up a nine, especially if you're able to move down, I feel like John Lynch would probably be more of a savvy GM if he wanted to move down and then possibly try to pair some of those future picks mm. to then get Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think he's going to give up that ninth pick just for Odell and then possibly even futures if we're yeah. talking about two first. I, I think that's too high of a, a, a price tag for Odell Beckham Jr. for a team to really splash on. Again, I'm not saying he's not worth it, but I think right now 
with the way that the NFL is structured, you need an you need a, a great quarterback, and then you need to be able to help them with that defense. Mm-hmm. And right now, the Niners don't have a great defense. And I think if you're able to at least get you know maybe two first round picks or two you know first and a second, and, and and be able to slide back a little bit, and the Bills or Cardinals move up, that's going to be something that's going to be more beneficial to your team than getting a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. Well, and I mean with the Niners too, an interesting thing with them is. They didn't have anyone come over to them this year because it's like, all right, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. Woo, you haven't lost a game with them. But what's it going to be like in a 16-game season? This is going to be really the show-me season for them to where next year they're trying to ball out and get those free agents. Because it's like, oh, look at what we have now. Jimmy Garoppolo in a full season. Andy's locked down, guys. Come on over. So, like, a, am trying to look for next year. No, not this year's. Um, Because Sammy Watkins came up like, no, he just got signed to a three-year deal. So like a um, Jarvis Landry could possibility, the Randall Cobbs, the Brandon Marshalls, the Golden Tates, Ryan Grants could be trying to come over. None of those are sexy names. Mm -hmm. None of those are Odell. Yeah, but none of them are like Odell. No, they're not top 10 wide receivers. And for the Giants, working a deal with the Niners, that'd be great. You're telling me I can get my quarterback at two, the guy that I'd want, or Saquon at two, and then at nine, if I really wanted to, I could get a wide receiver like Calvin Ridley to basically mm-hmm. fill the hole of Odell. So for them, it makes sense. But like you said, for the Niners, would that trade really make sense because of you're kind of giving up, not too much, but you're giving up a little bit of the farm to bank in Odell. But one thing with the Giants, and let's talk a little bit about, about mm-hmm. them, because the one thing that I've heard and one thing after the JPP move that they made um, you know, I heard that they might want to move down because they don't need mm-hmm. a quarterback. Like they've they've said that they're committed oh, they to could, Eli. Like they could move down with like the Cardinals, the Bills. Yeah. They could do that as well. So that's the thing is, you know, while they might be moving Odell, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're not going to look to also move back because they might again just be trying to accumulate well, picks and helping this team out. Let me ask you this: yeah. You are now the GM of the Giants. Congrats. What would you rather? Yeah, congrats. What would you rather do? Try to work a deal to trade up for that number one to get Sam Darnold, the guy who apparently, according to uh, Canty, mm. the Giants really love. Or would you say, you know what, I'm not going to try to give up too much for that. Let's move back and work with a team like the Cardinals or the Bills. I'm always in the mindset, because I, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say this, because I said the same thing about the Bears and Trubisky last year. If you love your guy, go and get him, mm-hmm. because that's your franchise. That's yeah. what you're going to be built around. So. If the Giants made the move to go up and secure Sam Darnold for their team, I couldn't blame them, but I don't think that is the necessary need right now for mm-hmm. them because it's not a given that this team's going to be great next year. Like If they make all the draft picks and selections, if they get Saquon at two or Quentin Nelson to two, whoever they pick at two, it doesn't make that team a playoff team. Yeah. It doesn't make that team you know, a, a, an eight-win team or something Even like that. Even if they draft, I don't know if you just said this, if they draft, Sam Darnold, it doesn't make them a playoff team because well, Eli is going to be the that's starter. That's the thing is that they've yeah. committed to Eli. So, mm-hmm. and it, at some point, you know, and then it's going to create all this QB drama of, you know, yeah, you know, if Eli throws starts on picks, which Eli has done before in his career, um, we want Darnold. Exactly. So it's just something that could be very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless you are loving a guy and you're committed to him. Um, I, I would say it's not worth it. And, and looking at the Giants, again, you might be in the same position next year or two years where you're still in the top two being able to draft another quarterback. So if you're committed to Eli for the next two years, then I feel like it's not a pressing need right now to go out and get a quarterback of the future 
uh, because at some point you're going to be still looking for a quarterback of the future, whether next year or the year after. So why don't you get a guy like Quentin Nelson who could protect that quarterback of the future in the upcoming years? Why don't you get a guy in Saquon Barkley who can be a great pair to a rookie quarterback and really help him when he's you know struggling and needs uh, some offense uh, you know, to, to start moving the ball a little bit when mm-hmm. he's not able to do so? So I, I think that with the Giants, I don't think it's a pressing need to move up. If you are lucky and Darnold falls to it too, Take them. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessary to sell the farm and try to move up or possibly get rid of Odell where you can move them in a different spot and get more picks uh, to, to really just go up and get Darnold. So I, I feel like the love, if it's there, the love is great. Go and get them. But I don't think the need is technically there for the Giants if they're coming out and saying they're committed to Eli for the next two years. So I don't mm-hmm. think the need is there to, to really warrant the love. You know what if I'm I, yeah, if I'm the Giants, I only trade down if the Browns take. Like, if we get to draft night while Johnny and I are seeing Avengers and the Browns take Sam Darnold number. Yeah, Dave and you are live streaming the draft. If the Browns say, we're going to select Sam Darnold, then I'm the Giants going, give me that phone. Give me that phone. We're making calls. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Bills. We're not making this pick. Because, to me, you don't need it. Right when they made the JPP trade, my immediate thought was, I'm sorry, Colts, Bradley Chubb is a giant. Yeah. Like, they're going to take Bradley Chubb because they just got rid of a pass rusher. Yeah. They can take one there at two. But really, you can trade with the Cardinals, have a possibility of, like, Marcus Davenport could still be there. You could mm-hmm. trade with the Bills at 12. Marcus Davenport could still be there to where you can get that pass rusher at 12, not have to take Bradley Chubb at two, and you can get more picks from the Bills. However... What are the Browns going to do? That's the big thing in this is we don't know what the Browns are going to do. Are they going to take a Saquon? Are they going to take a Sam Darnold? Are the Browns just going to say, fuck it, we love our guy. We like Josh Allen. We're going to take Josh Allen number one overall. That's what they need to do. Like when, when you guys, when I love you and Mark, and, and you guys mm-hmm. do a great job in your mocks. But when you guys, when I saw Saquon number one from mm-hmm. both of you uh, going number one, I was just like, no, I was trying to rip well, my hair out because that would have been a, that'd be such a Browns move. The reason there's, there's only real quick there's yeah. three quarterbacks that everybody thinks that yeah. could be you know top five picks, and the Browns are there at number one. You mm-hmm. have the choice of any of them. What do you do? We go with running back. Well, the reason <laughs> why in my mock I did that was. I'm in I'm in the thought of if you said Ricky, I'll give you you're I'm gonna give you one of the top four quarterbacks mm-hmm. at random and you'd stuck with them, I'd be like, fine. Like, give me Darnold, give me Allen, give me Mayfield, give me Rosen. I'll make it work. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason, like say, like I get they got Carlos Hyde. I like Saquon if you can get a quarterback at four. However, with everything that's going on now, Jets moving up, Giants could trade down. I don't think Saquon's going to be number one. Well, it's they're not going to be one, number one, but also what you're saying, it's like you can make it work, but it's also the Browns. Mm-hmm. Like everything that the Browns try to do just goes wrong for them. Yeah. So if you one love a guy, two years. If yeah, if you love a guy, just go and get him. Just take just, him. Just take him. Mm-hmm. Don't think about who's going to be there for. Take the guy that's going to possibly be there for the next 15 years in a Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Even if people are going to hate the pick, if they don't believe in Josh Allen, like I don't believe in Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. If you believe in Josh Allen, commit to it. Go number one and take him. 
Don't trade for Odell Beckham Jr. You have Josh Gordon. You have Jarvis Landry. You can get wide receivers late in the. You also have Corey Coleman as well. Yeah. You also have you can you have the ability to get other wide receivers. You have a number one in Jarvis Landry. You have a possible number one as well in Josh Gordon. He just hasn't had a, a quarterback in three years to mm-hmm. either throw to him or he's never been on the field. Kind of got one now in Tyrod. Yeah. So I mean, and you also have that that safety blanket of Tyrod, but that that safety blanket's only going to be there for a year because you're not going to mm-hmm. pay Tyrod Taylor. I you mean, know, you could five, you could try to get him on a one year deal. If if you really wanted to. I, but I'd see if with Tyrod being 28, I feel like Tyrod's looking for a longer mm-hmm. deal. So if he's going to get a longer deal for, you know, possibly a little less money, I feel like he's probably going to take that because it's at least going to be more guaranteed mm-hmm. money. So if I'm the Browns, if I love a guy, I'm taking him at one because you need yeah. a quarterback. You need to stop well, adding jersey n- names to that jersey. And list. the thing with the Browns that I think will be hard for them to take, let's say Josh Allen is the guy that they love. The thing that's going to make it hard for them to make that pick at number one is how many people have you heard say, well, he's going to need a year or two. Well, you only got, like you said, you only got Tyrod for one year. Yeah, depending on how things progress, but look at, like, I know Deshaun Kaiser's not in the same bracket as Josh Allen, but look at how they handled Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, we put him on the fast track, and now he's in Green Bay, where Josh Allen, to me, it always made sense if he's going to go to a team, go to, like, a New York then Eli's not under pressure for at least two years. When his contract's up then, then you can just say, all right, Eli, it's been a great time. You think you're going to retire? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Or are you going to Brett Favre it on us and go somewhere else? Like, mm-hmm. And then it's Eli's decision at that point. We're, all right, we're moving on from with Allen. We've had him for two years. This is year three of his contract. But with the Giants, with the Browns, I think Sam Darnold's going to be the number one overall pick no matter what. Yeah, because. The Browns are either going to have to go, well, we like Allen, but we can't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. We can't, Like you said, we can't add more and more names to that list. Give me your top, just top two. When we get to the draft, what do you think will be the first two names off the board, and will it be Browns-Giants? I think it's going to be Browns. I think it's going to be Browns number one. Mm-hmm. Um it's it, if it's not quarterback, I'm throwing something through Dave's window. <laughs> um, I think ultimately it would probably be Sam Darnold mm-hmm. because at his pro day he's been impressive. I know he didn't throw the combine, um, but yeah, even that like I, like he was he was thrown in pretty decent. I mean he, he was thrown in you know cloudy weather, but then it hit the rain and he still looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think again you look at the 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 ability the the negative side of him is just turning the ball over, mm-hmm. and I would rather have a great athlete who's turning the ball over as long as he can win me games late. And he's proven that at USC that he can win games for, for his team. And, and he didn't have that great of a team this year and still willed them to you know a pretty decent record this year uh, in Southern California. Um, so at me, I think with me, I think that Sam Darnold's going to be the number one pick and, and Cleveland Brown's going to take him. The two is going to be interesting because I feel like the Giants should trade down because even though they love a quarterback, mm-hmm. even if it's Darnold, I don't think the need is really warranted. Um, to go out and get a, a second-year quarterback, especially a guy like Darnold, who's nearly pro-ready. Um, so I would say it's it's tough about what team is going to make that move. Um, but looking at the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals, with the defense that they have, having fits, having more of an accelerated clock, I think that they might trade up to two and then either take Allen or Rosen. I like Rosen uh I like Rosen better as a prospect, so I would probably say Rosen at two. So Browns go one with Darnold at two. Cardinals trade up and go with Allen at two. Or Rosen at two, I'm sorry. I want chaos in general, so I want as many trades as possible. But how I see it going is the Browns will stay at one. They will take Sam Darnold. Number two, I think the Giants at the moment stay at two. 
and we'll either go Nelson or Chubb. Whether yeah. whatever they value more, if it's Nelson or Chubb, I would pick Chubb before Nelson because I'd rather have that pass rush plus I can get an offensive lineman later in the draft. I'd go Nelson though because you I mean, got to protect from what we, we what we've seen, what we've heard. Mm-hmm. This guy's a can't miss. Yeah. So it's like even though you know, I mean, the offensive line isn't great mm-hmm. in New York, but adding a guy like Quentin Nelson can really just change it. And just especially if you're going to go with a quarterback either in the second round uh, or you're going to go next year or the next two years, like you need a guy to be able to protect him. Quentin Nelson could be a guy on your line for the next ten years. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below about the Odell Beckham thing. Where will he be traded? Will he be traded? What's going to happen with Odell? And then also, what's going to happen with the draft? I don't think you answered. Is he going to be traded? Odell no, Jackson? no. He's yeah. going to stay all the way to the end of the year, and we'll see what so happens either. in free agency. But let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But, Sean, let's move on into the next topic. And you know what else I just realized as we were in between recording these segments? What's up? Very NFC East-heavy podcast today. It is. Going Giants with the first segment. I almost said first pick. Now we're going with the Dallas Cowboys and... The big news for them is last week they signed Alan Hearns, mm-hmm. wide receiver after the Jaguars cut him. So they get a 26-year-old, four-year pro, only signed him to a two-year deal. Now, the interesting thing is, of course, this to me screams a signing to where it's like, all right, Terrence Williams, your time is probably up in Dallas. However, a lot of people are talking about how the question becomes, is Des Bryant done? when it comes to the Cowboys. So thing I'm going to ask you to start it is, first off, about Alan Hearns, what do you think about that for the Cowboys? Do you like it, not like it? What do you think there? And then the meat and potatoes, what's Des Bryant's future in Dallas? Well, with Alan Hearns, uh, Terrence Williams not only might not be there, he's also hurt. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's dealing with an injury right now. So you, they needed another outside threat because they so, have okay. Cole. He, he, can't, he can't get out of bounds anyway. So he'll stay in bounds and he'll lose to the Giants. They also have Cole Beasley as well, who yes. works inside the slot. So, I mean, they, they have weapons on the outside. And again, it's just going to make Dak's job easier, mm-hmm. which then again, it's just going to open up running lanes for Zeke Elliott. Um, Alan Hearns, I don't know really know if he's a game changer, but we saw, again, that one crazy year where Blake Blake Bortles was going off. Allen Robinson was healthy. Allen Hearns was healthy. Allen Hearns had a great year alongside Robinson. Um, so, I mean, I think the potential is there. Again, he's young, only 26, like you said. Um, I don't know if Dak is the right quarterback, but, again, we saw Dak in his rookie year look absolutely fantastic, be close to a top-ten quarterback, if not a top-ten quarterback. And then last year, again, he didn't have Zeke. He really didn't have uh, Des Bryant playing like Des can. Uh, again, he doesn't really attack like Tony Romo used to do down the field. So, mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if Des, or, I'm sorry, Dak makes those right uh, progressions as a, as a quarterback does throughout his three years, getting more confident throwing the ball down the field. But I think that's going to be a lot in Jason Garrett's uh, development as well. I think that's a little bit on Garrett just because being a former quarterback, working with Tony Romo uh, throughout his career in Dallas, I feel like he's got to start bringing that out in, in Dak and giving him more confidence because we know he's great you know, with his feet and also being able to throw uh, within you know 20 yards, but it's really about hitting those home run plays, and we really haven't seen that from Dak with the arm. So I think that's really more on Jason Garrett. So I like the signing of Alan Hearns just because, again, he's young and has potential. I don't know if it will work out, but then again, if Terrence Williams comes back healthy, you still are just adding a fourth wide receiver who could possibly be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And he had a decent year last year, again, uh, catching two touchdowns, 484 yards. So a decent year from Alan Hurts, but you know we saw better from him before. Um, and then with the Dez side, I've never really viewed Dez as a top wide receiver. Um, I know people might kill me on that. Even but, with Romo? Well, I mean, I, I, again, it's I think it's tough because the past three years he hasn't been Dez Bryant. Yeah. So no. that's, that, that's the thing is that it's tough to really go back and say, 
you know, and, and really view how great he was. I know mm-hmm. Cowboy fans probably have you know fond memories of him. But again, it's really what have you done lately for me? In the past three years, he hasn't been Des Bryant. He hasn't been that game changer. Again, that falls on uh, Tony Roma being injured, Des not being fully healthy, and then again, Dak not really cool. trusting himself making those tight throws that Tony Romo used to be not afraid of. And so, I mean, like, he hasn't had over 1,000 yards since 2014. Yeah. Like, last year he had 69 receptions, his most since that year. But because of what Dak is, only 838 receiving yards, not near that 16 touchdowns over 1,000 yards receiving he was in 2014. Well, it's his lowest uh, catch per uh, yards per reception mm-hmm. as well in his career with tw- at 12.1. Yeah. So again, he, I mean, he was fully healthy last year, well, close to fully healthy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't 100%, but again, he was close to the Des Bryant that we see, saw before. And again, it was a decent year, 838 yards, six touchdowns, but I don't know if that's worth the contract that you're giving him right mm-hmm. now. Um, so again, I, I just think it's really more about um, if Dak is going to, if, if this is all we've seen from Dak, then I don't think Des Bryant is the guy to put put on the outside of him. Um, so I think that Des' time could possibly be up in Dallas, but I think we'll probably know that once the season starts. I don't think that's going to be a move that happens from now until uh, preseason starts. And the thing that, like, going in what we just talked about, we talked about Odell Beckham. We said, oh, what's the possibility of him being traded? If you ask me who's got the higher possibility of being traded between Dez and Odell, it's Dez. Because number one, Dez, like the Cowboys don't need Dez to make the playoffs. They Mm -hmm. don't. They didn't, let's be completely honest, that rookie year with Dak, they didn't need Dez. He had one of his his lowest. He was injured um, half the year. Yeah, he only played 13 games um, that year in 2016. But they didn't really need him out there. Cole Beasley was really the guy that was becoming Dak Prescott's favorite target. Dak is also a guy to where he's very unselfish with it, to where he's not going to lock down and go, yeah, you're my guy, I'm going to you. Like Even like Jason Witten, where Romo was there, Jason Witten was Romo's safety blanket. Mm -hmm. Whenever he needed a big play, all right, I'm going to try to go to Jason Witten. But no, Dak spreads the ball. It's whoever is open. That's who I'm going to throw the ball to. And just the philosophy of the Cowboys right now, you've got a young quarterback who's your future. You've got one of the best, like, the be- I'm going to say the best young running back in the game, if not one of the best all-time running backs right now. Not all-time, like, in all-time, but, like, right now, overall, like, yeah, one Zeke's of the a, top. Zeke's a top five running yeah. back. Possibly and top three, too. Why do you need, like, of course there's like, all right, we need a guy that can stretch the ball deep and go deep if we need it, but do you need such a high-caliber guy? And the th- thing that I felt about Dez recently, last last few years, is he's kind of the what T.O. kind of ventured into, where it's like you're more of a drama queen than a wide receiver. And I get the wide receiver is supposed to be a diva. That's just their personality on the field, but... With Des, it's like, all right, for the amount of headache that you give me with that, are you really worth it with what I'm going to give get from you with the current roster that we have? And because his contract has this year and next year, I think that he could be a better trading piece than an Odell because they could call up a team like we talked about in the first segment of the 49ers and go, yeah, you're probably not going to give us what you would give for Odell, but you would have Des locked down for an extra year and not have to worry about we've got to pay him at the end of this year. But then also there's a potential out for those teams. Yeah. So if he doesn't perform mm-hmm. the way that you want to, you there's can a say we're out. done. Yeah, I, I just I, I think that 
if we're talking who's more likely to be traded, Odell or Dez, it's clearly Dez. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's it's just more of what is he worth? Because again, we, we talked about the tiers for Odell. There's the two first. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Mike, Marcus Peters. There's uh, the four and the se- fourth and a second. The fourth and the second. And then there's also the Brandon Marshall, which I think it was two seconds. Two seconds. Um, but I think there was also, was that, when, what Brandon Marshall trade was that? That They were just calling it the Brandon Marshall comp. Okay, because I think, I, I might be wrong on this, mm-hmm. but I think the, the Marshall trade from uh, from the Bears to the Broncos, or I'm sorry, the Dolphins to the, to the Bears, uh, that was a third and then a future uh, pick. So I mean, like, and and you look at Brandon Marshall in those days with Miami, he wasn't the same Brandon Marshall, but you were still taking a chance on him. So I think I think Dez is a better player than Brandon Marshall was back in Miami. Um, but Are you again, talking about the trade that the Bears traded him away? No, no, they brought him in. Okay, they brought him in. So the the, the one that brought him in from Miami to Chicago, they traded they traded a third and a future. I could see that possibly being a deal for Dez, where it's not a second and and that because you know again you're still taking on twelve million dollars for a guy that hasn't had a thousand yard season in in, in three years. Mm-hmm. But you're also taking on Dez Bryant, who has shown that he can be a top wide receiver in the game. It's just really can he stay healthy? Is it going to be the right combination between him and the wider, uh, him and the quarterback? And then also three, I, I'm not really worried about his ego too much. No one's going to be as big as a drama queen as as T.O. was, and I think if anyone's close to that right now, it's going to be Odell Beckham Jr. Dez, I think he's uh, fiery, but I don't think he's really that big of a drama queen. Mm-hmm. I think he could really you know set that aside and be more of a team player. Um, so I'm not really worried about that. It's just really as long as Dez can be healthy and he has the right quarterback, he can be a true game changer. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, if the team is right, I think, again, we talked about this earlier. I could honestly see San Francisco possibly being a team that makes that move because well, if they trade back, they're mm-hmm. going to get some picks and then they could take some of the picks that they just got and then possibly bring in a Des Bryant who could be an outside threat for Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, and using the Brandon Marshall comparison that you brought up was, so when the Dolphins traded them to the Bears, they got two third round picks, um, mm-hmm. for Brandon Marshall. And the age, Brandon Marshall was going into his um, the 2012 season, which would have made him 28 in 2012, where Dez is a year older. He's 29 coming into this season. So you do have one more year. The thing that's also interesting is Brandon Marshall coming into that year was a one, two, three, four, five, had five consecutive years of over 1,000 yards receiving. And then the next two years with the Bears he had, a thousand yards before falling off in 2014 and only getting 721. Yeah, well, Brandon, Brandon also just wasn't happy in Miami. He also yeah. had that stuff with his wife going well, on. So the question that I was going to ask is, Des, because it's a little bit of a different situation and he hasn't had five straight years of a thousand yard seasons, is even the price of two thirds too high for Des? To where it's like, you know what, we haven't seen the production from you, or is it like, no, we're trading because of your name alone, and if we can get you for two thirds, that's a steal for us. I would say two thirds. I would say two thirds might be. I, I think that would probably. I think Des, not only with the name, but also taking in the fact that he's just been injured. Mm-hmm. I think that would probably drive down the the, the price a little bit. I think two thirds would probably be where what he's worth. Maybe a, a two third, a third. I'm at a fourth that has like those uh, different clauses on it. So like if you make the playoff, it turns into a third. Yeah. Um. You know something like that, or maybe like a fifth, and then if it's you know make the playoffs, it's a it's a fourth, and if you make the Super Bowl, it's a third. Um. I, I think that could be be it, but like a third, and I, I don't think you're gonna get a second for Des. I don't think you're gonna get a first for Des just because of the contract, him not 
being 100% healthy mm-hmm. throughout the past three years and also not being the same wide receiver for the past three years. Because San Francisco could make that work. They have Chicago's third, which is the 70th, 70th overall pick, and they have their own, which is the 74th. So if they really wanted to before the draft, like make a trade like that work, mm-hmm. they could give the 70th, 70th and the 74th. And that'd be two thirds for Des Bryant. Yeah. And again, like you, we mentioned it, you know, Des is obviously a dangerous piece for mm-hmm. Dallas. But we also, you also mentioned, Des didn't have a great year when they made the playoffs in 2016, and they were still fine. Like you know, he added a different element mm-hmm. when he was out on the field, but he wasn't 100 percent healthy. Cole Beasley, Jason Witten, uh, Terrence Williams still made a decent effort. And then again, if Alan Hearns can be a playmaker on the outside, then again, you don't need Des. So. Mm-hmm. Um, with the with the salary cap, with him not being 100% healthy, with meet, having a meeting with Jerry Jones as well to discuss his future, I, I think that we could totally see Des Bryant in a different uniform either at the start of the season or by the trade deadline. Do you think he gets traded this year? Because I don't think he gets traded before the season, but he could get traded before the trade deadline, which is in the NFL it kind of seems weird because usually it's most times the trade deadline comes and Mark and I go, holy crap, I can't wait to what we're going to talk about. And that's like, well... There were there's, no trades. There's nothing. There were no yeah. trades that happened. It's not like baseball where it's like trades always happen at the trade deadline. Do you think that he could get traded or not could, will he get traded by the trade deadline this year? Yes, he will. Um, but it won't be to San Francisco 49ers. Who will it be to? 88 is already taken by the by uh, Garrett Selleck. Who, so he who can't would, go to the 49ers. Who would he go to then? Um, would a team like the Colts or the Titans no. try to reach up in there? I don't think the Colts would. Because um, the Titans also could use a main target for Marcus Mariota. Well, they have uh, they have a couple guys on the outside. I mean, uh, Corey Davis, obviously, they drafted mm-hmm. him high uh, last year. Um, blanking on the guy's name, who, who's the quick uh, Rashad Matthews. Uh, they have Rashad Matthews as well. Um, but I think you know having a goal line threat because I mean Corey Davis is a goal line threat. Mm-hmm. Like, I, see, I don't think the the fits really there with Tennessee. Like Tennessee could always be adding uh, weapons on the outside to yeah. help Marcus Mariota, um, but. You know, again, it's Could not it be that a much team money. Like the Rams, who lost Sammy no. Watkins, a team like I don't think the, it's the like I think it, I think I it's gonna be a team that we're not the thinking Houston of. Texans. I think Houston, no, because I mean they have uh, they do they have, have Braxton, they have DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. they have uh, Will Fuller. I mean they have a lot of weapons on the outside. The team that I that I thought of, and mm-hmm. maybe this is sacrilegious, or maybe it's kind of fitting. Um, I don't know if they want to trade him to an NFC team, but. Why not send him back to Lambo? <laughs> As a Bear fan, I hate saying that. I mean, but again, you always need help for Aaron Rodgers. They lost Jordy. If they're possibly getting desperate and thinking they need another weapon, I mean, it's it seems like it wouldn't be in the right Compa- taste conspiracy for... theory ish or tinfoil hat. A deal that revolves around a Des Bryant Randall Cobb swap because no. the the Packers are, have been. It's been rumored that they're not happy with Randall Cobb and are probably going to get rid of him at the end of this year. Mm. It I wouldn't mean, be the whole deal. It's not a straight up deal. Yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. Just, just having it's not those Vucevic two be a, for Draymond. Yeah, I, I again, I'm not even fully sold on the Packers. I just threw it out there just because you you look at what they've lost. You mm-hmm. think that they they haven't been where they wanted to be lately. Um, you look at the Kirk Cousins moves. You look at you know they need a big splash. Going out and getting Des Bryant could be a big splash. You so, know, you know who's a possibly. team that could use him, but the Giants I don't think would ever trade him there. Hmm. The Redskins. The Redskins you mean the could Cowboys be a team. Would never trade. Yes, the Cowboys you said would. The Giants. The, the, the <laughs> NFC East. Mix and NFC East. Yeah. Really, the Cowboys would. I don't think Jerry would want to help the Redskins out at all. 
Like, and I would not want to see Dez twice a year, not because it's like, oh, he's going to kill me type, type of thing, but it's like, if I'm trading you away, I don't want to see you twice a year. Mm-hmm. But the Redskins could be a team to where it's like, their wide receivers, like, they don't have much of anything out there. Yeah, but I mean, we haven't and seen... And now you have Alex Smith. If you could pair Alex Smith with a top wide receiver. But also, I mean, look at who Alex Smith was throwing to. Big body mm-hmm. in... Travis Kelsey doesn't fit the same mold as as Des yeah. Bryant. On the outside, I mean, you're getting Tyreek Hill. I I believe the Redskins still have Jordan Reed. They do. They do. But I'm saying end. I'm saying like trying to trying to pair up who Alex mm-hmm. Smith has worked with throughout his career. Yeah, he hasn't really worked with a Des Bryant type outside of Chris Conley, mm-hmm. uh, who was their I think their fourth wide receiver, third wide receiver uh, last year. In the like Chiefs, he's got really succeed. He's got Crowder. Okay, they did pick up Paul Richardson, so they got Paul Richardson. But Paul Richardson's a speedy guy. Jamison Crowder and Doxson are their one, two, three. And right those are, now. those all fit the mold. Like those mm-hmm. are smaller guys, more possession type receivers. Um, I think it, I think if they're going to make a trade, Jerry's going to be smart enough and get them away from the NFC. And so again, we'd be looking at AFC East teams or AFC teams. Um, so again, I, I don't see Tennessee being a fit. I don't think the Colts will make that move. Uh, Texans not really. Uh, Jags really don't need them. So I mean, like the AFC South is pretty much out. AFC North really the, none of those teams scream needing a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Bengals really don't make those big of moves, and I don't think they're going to want to pair AJ Green with Des Bryant just because again that doesn't seem like a, a Bengal move. Um, maybe Miami if Miami gets if Miami thinks that they need to add add some help on the outside, especially with losing Jarvis. How about Baltimore? I know they picked up Michael no. Crabtree, but would the Ravens think about? Trading for him to get a wide receiver for Flacco to throw to. I don't think those two two pair well together in, in Crabtree and, and Des Bryant. I, I just, you they, tell they me don't you don't seem want like to see Crabtree fit. and Des Bryant It'd be awesome. Yeah, let's throw it back to 2012 <laughs> Crabtree what, 12 pulling or free, Des Bryant trying to do his best 2014 Yeah, you get the, uh, you get the, the Red Raider and mm-hmm. the, uh, the the Cowboy. And the, and the in Oklahoma the, State Cowboy. Yeah, in the, in the, big, in the big 12. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's going to be more like a team like you know Miami, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe Buffalo, if they get a young quarterback, maybe they want to get a dangerous wide receiver on the outside or possibly Arizona. I know that they, they have Larry Fitz as well, but Fitz they, and Dez. they lost John Brown as well. I know John Brown doesn't really fit scream Des Bryant, but mm-hmm. again, I think Des, he doesn't have a crazy contract where you're going to be limiting your team. And then also there's that potential out. So I feel like the Cowboys, if they see enough from Alan Hearns, Des could possibly go on the trading block for sure. If Des doesn't get traded this year, does he get traded in the offseason or 2019, or does he finish his contract out with the Cowboys? I think he gets bought out after this year. You think so? You think this year's the last year for Des Bryant? I have a feeling. Okay. I have a feeling this is the last year that Des Bryant's going to be in a Cowboy uniform. It's it's nothing that I've heard because I don't mm-hmm. talk to anybody in the NFL. Um, it's nothing that, yeah. you know, again, it, there's a writing no on the in, wall. No, there's in, no, no inside knowledge. It's, it's literally Anderson. just a gut feeling that I think, mm-hmm. I think we see consistently – Big name wide receivers not really stick it out on their teams for for life. Like Larry Fitzgerald, what he's doing is pretty much an anomaly, and mm-hmm. we always talked about him possibly being traded. Same with Calvin. It was always oh maybe the Patriots will trade for him. Maybe maybe when's Calvin going to get uh, free from Detroit? Mm-hmm. Like outside of Larry Fitz and 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 Calvin Johnson and also Antonio Brown, you could throw him in there as well. Like not a lot of these great wide receivers usually stick around because they usually rub people the wrong way. And I think Dez has that ability to do so off the field. Um, so possibly if he, he just might run ring, run out his time in Dallas by the end of the year, especially if he doesn't have another great season um, in Dallas. If he has another sub. A thousand yard receiving uh, uh, season. If he has another sub thousand yard receiving season, I think he could probably be his last year in Dallas. Well, and for me, the way I'm kind of seeing it is 
I'm going to say this year, I think he gets traded by the trade deadline, mm-hmm. even though I'm not super. Like, that's not a prediction where it's like, man, I'm solid. It's like, oh, I'm kind of okay on that one. But if he doesn't get traded by the trade deadline, he's going to finish out his contract with the Giants. I don't think they buy him out. I don't think Jerry— Well, it's not a buyout. It's just an out. Well, I don't, even, out. I don't think Jerry is that— Like, Jerry is loyal to players, and Jerry's not going to mm-hmm. do that. Jerry will then keep him for 2019, and he will finish out his entire contract with um, the Dallas Cowboys. I'll say 60% chance that he's traded by the trade deadline, and then a 90% chance that he's not on the Dallas Cowboys after the season. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. With Des, what do you, Cowboy fans, do you like the Allen Hurts deal? What do you think Allen Hurts is going to bring to your team this year? And then most importantly, what is Dez's future with the Cowboys? Does he get traded this year? Does he finish out his entire contract? Is he bought out at the end of the year? Well, the option at the end of the year. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But, Sean, let's move into our final topic. And what we are looking at is a little bit of NFL draft. It's not We didn't get enough draft with the whole Giants topic no. that we had at the beginning. We had to talk more draft. We're less than a month away. We are. Like, after this month, this is actually the last podcast of March, I believe. So every single—it's really from here on out, we've got— Next week, we'll have the primetime podcast. We'll have the NFL big board. Mm -hmm. Then that next week, it's Mark and I's final mock draft. Then the next week on the website, we have my full seven-round mock draft for every single team. Kind of Todd McShay style where I'm not going to go like first round, second round. It's just going to be like, Browns, here's all your picks. And then after that, it's draft week is what we've got. So really, we're in the final kind of snowball for the NFL draft, and what then we've news got the live stream. Yeah, what news is going to come out, and then we got the mm-hmm. Dave and I live stream. It's going to be the Dave and you live stream. Round. We've got the what I'm hoping for is ideally that night. Then we would do what you guys did for the fast break, do yeah, a first fun. round podcast that night. That day is going to be crazy in itself. Because Johnny and I just just to pull back the curtain a little bit. Johnny and I at six are going to see Avengers that night. Johnny and I then are going to record the review for that that night. Then I want to record the first round mock draft podcast that night. Well, not mock draft. The first round draft recap that night. Full day. I took off the day on Friday. I'm like, screw it. I got to do it. Got to give you guys the content. But what I want to look at is a guy that we haven't looked at in a while. I wanted to do this about a couple weeks ago. Gave Mark the decision of topics. And then Mark was picked one that and this one hit the cutting room floor. Last time I think we talked about him was when. Brandon and I did kind of a Mason Rudolph versus him. That's been a while. It's been a while. Lamar Jackson. And the thing I want to look at with Lamar is best fits for him. What teams would be the most ideal fit for Lamar Jackson? So how we do on usually those, we just start with one team. I'm going to let you start. Who's the best fit? One of the best fits for Lamar Jackson. I think the best fit for him um, overall might be to go to Arizona. Okay. Uh, I think that Arizona, we talked about them in the Giants uh, you know, segment, talking about them possibly moving up to two. Obviously, if they move up to two, they're not going to be taking Lamar Jackson, but I think Arizona could be a nice place for him to develop. It's not going to be a very high-pressure media situation. Arizona's a pretty laid-back town. You're going to have a great wide receiver and great wide receiver help in uh, Larry Fitzgerald, one of the all-time greats. And then it's also a new coach as well, bringing in a new re- regime. I know that he is a, a defensive mind from, uh, from from Carolina, but I think that Lamar Jackson um, being able to really make his own ideas out in, mm-hmm. out in uh, Arizona really doesn't have to deal with 
um, any pressure of uh, of a legacy quarterback like an Eli Manning out there or a Big Ben if he goes to uh, uh, if he goes to Kurt, Pittsburgh. Kurt Warner is not a legacy in the all time history. Kurt Warner books. hasn't been there for years. <laughs> exactly. Ricky. Sam Bradford might not even be there for three games. So yeah. again, Lamar well, Jackson. He'll be there, just might not be healthy. <laughs> yeah, might not be playing. Uh, and I can make these jokes since he's not no longer on the uh, the Vikings, but. Yeah. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson needs to be in a pressure uh, in a situation where there's not a ton of pressure on him, uh, not really because he can't handle it, just more because I think it's going to be best for his development because then you won't have the media constantly being mm-hmm. like, oh, he should be a wide receiver. Um, it's going to be something where he can really grow and develop, and eyes won't be on him unless it's primetime or the playoffs. Well, really the thing is when it comes to Lamar Jackson, it's whether the – because if the Cardinals don't trade up, then they'll be in prime position. I think like 15 – down, there are a couple teams where the Cardinals could be one that go after them. The Saints could be one that goes after them. Maybe Cincinnati at 21. Maybe. Besides that, I don't really see many teams taking a quarterback in the first round. When it comes to Arizona, like you were talking about, the thing I like, and ideally Sam Bradford would be healthy the whole year, if Sam Bradford can kind of go shades of his first year in Minnesota— and stay healthy, then you don't need Lamar Jackson to be on the field and be a starting quarterback. You can let him learn at least a year, kind of fix some of the things and get used to an NFL game, and then that second year you can throw him out and be your starter. One thing you said, though, I got to say, not so mm-hmm. fast, my friend, a little Lee Corso. <laughs> I think that teams late in the first mm-hmm. round could totally be looking for a quarterback. I and mean, we look at we look at these teams. Not only can teams trade back in to try mm-hmm. to get a guy that they want, but also we look at these late teams, Pittsburgh, New England. These teams aren't going to have their quarterbacks for a long time. They're going to need a quarterback. They, they need to really take over the reins, uh, you know, after mm-hmm. after the, you know Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger leave. So well, looking ben, at those, he's always talking about retirement. Exactly, and looking at Lamar Jackson. I really think that he's a he's a guy that can be an NFL NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. His athleticism is unreal, but it's got a really good arm. I mean, he doesn't have a, a powerful arm in the mm-hmm. sense of you know Josh Allen, where Josh Allen's throwing like sixty two miles per hour, where I think seventy Lam- yard bombs at the combine. Yeah, where I think Lamar Jackson was clocked in around like fifty miles per mm-hmm. hour, at least with his arm speed. So he's not going to have like a massive cannon like Josh Allen, but he's got an NFL a NFL level. Arm. I mean, it's not anything that he's going to be, you know, limping balls out there like Christian Hackenberg. He's going to have the ability to get the ball down the field, and then also pairing that with his with his speed to move around in the pocket and creating creating space for himself to pass. I think it's going to be something that again he has all the tools, the physical gifts to be an NFL quarterback. Again, it's just the size that worries me, and that's really the only worries I have about Lamar Jackson. But again, he's not a pick that you know he's not a Josh Allen who's six six or six mm-hmm. five that has mobility and also a can of an arm he's not uh uh sam darnold who's a crazy great athlete he's not a great football mind like josh rosen he's just a great football player and he's I an think, athlete yeah and i think that uh, you know a team uh, you know teams like pittsburgh and new england might be able to realize that and again mm-hmm. we look at uh aaron Rodgers. he wasn't a crazy prospect coming out of the draft i mean he was a first round prospect but again he went 24th overall but the Packers realize that he is a quarterback, he's a football player. And I think that if Pittsburgh and New England realize that, and knowing their history of just developing players, they could take a shot at him and be like, all right, you are our next guy. You have the ability to grow and work on your accuracy and, and, and your arm strength, but you're also going to be working under two great minds in Big Ben and in, uh, in, in Tom Brady. Let me put it this way. One thing I forgot about, I just looked it up, this Thursday is Louisville's Pro Day. You know what question I forgot to ask you at the very beginning of the segment? Yeah, buddy. 
at the combine, they asked Lamar Jackson. They said, you're not running the 40 today. When you run the 40 at your pro day, what time are you going to run? He said 4-3. Does he hit 4-3 on Thursday at the pro day? If he hits, Does he come to fruition and say, I am running a 4-3-40? If he hits a 4-3, that is <laughs> going to shoot him up boards. I mean, like, because not only is that going to make him viable. Again, I know people hate hate to bring this up. I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver mm-hmm. in, in well, the NFL. Well, that's why he didn't run at the combine. Yeah. He didn't want to be a wide receiver. I don't think he's going to be a, an NFL, a wide receiver in the NFL. But God forbid he just doesn't mm-hmm. pan out. If he has 4-3 speed, he could turn into a wide receiver. So Terrell Pryor-esque? A little bit different because yeah. Terrell Pryor wasn't a quarterback. But I mean, out that at all. same kind of like quarterback to wide receiver, yeah. like Braxton like we, Miller, quarterback, wide receiver. Yeah, but I mean, Bra- Braxton was drafted was as a set. wide receiver. Yeah. Terrell Pryor was, they wanted him to be a quarterback because he had the body, but I mean, mm-hmm. he wasn't a quarterback. Like, he, he couldn't be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Um, I know, again, he has that 98 yard touchdown run. But like, again, is it think, weird that both, in, in, unless my memory is uh, lapsing here, both of those Ohio State guys, too, right? Yeah. Braxton Miller and Terrell mm-hmm. Pryor going uh, to the wide receiver. But with Lamar Jackson, I think that. Again, he has the ability to be a quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL. And I think that if teams realize that and want to commit him, because he the, the one thing, too, is he's going to be motivated. He wants to prove everybody wrong. That's a big thing in, no. in the NFL. When you have guys that are this talented, again, if he's a 4-3, uh, if he's running a 4-3 as a quarterback, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Like So, I mean, you're getting a, a, a next-generation athlete with a mindset of, hey, I want to prove everybody wrong. That could lead to all-time great status. Again, I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson is going to be an all-time great, but if you put him in the right system, say New England, he has that motivation like an a la Tom Brady did mm-hmm. coming up to Robert Kraft saying this is the best pick you ever made as a six-round draft pick. You know, If he has that mindset of I need to prove everybody wrong, that's going to boast him in front of everybody else in this QB class. So that possibly puts him, you know, again, back up to maybe top 15 status. So, but again, if he falls late in the first round, I could totally see a team taking a shot at him. Here's my team. My mm-hmm. first team that I would love to see him go to, the New Orleans Saints. Not only is it the first thing, very simple, they play in a dome. Mm-hmm. Eight games are in a dome. Mike Vick, who's the NFL comparison on NFL.com for Lamar Jackson. I know easy. it's easy. Yeah. But Mike Vick played in a dome. You get those type of those type of players in a dome, not having to worry about the weather, not having to worry about slipping on the turf, they're going to be fast. Another thing that's going to really help him is RPOs. Being in a system that's going to do run play ops, what better system than, hey, let's do that with Ingram, with Kamara, with the wide receivers that they have out there in New Orleans. I get that they have Drew Brees. I get it. You're going to sit behind Drew Brees until mm-hmm. Drew is done. But that's even better. You get to sit there and learn, and then when you come out, we've got all these guys, we've got the weapons for you, and we're in a prime stadium for you to succeed. And also in the Drew Brews, Drew Drees mindset, <laughs> Brew, I call him Brew Drees, uh, Brew Drees mindset. Brew was saying, You're just I, call like, him Brew the rest yeah, of the why not? Again, Brew had that mindset as well <laughs> of saying, you know, hey, I need to prove everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Was kicked out of San Diego. Um, he he was small. Was again almost went to Miami to play for Nick Saban. Yeah, again, and he was a small guy, wanted to prove everybody wrong. And you, I, I think back to the Dan Patrick when he's uh, reading off his mm-hmm. uh, his uh, you know negatives in yeah. his draft profile. He takes that like uh-huh. it was back in two thousand, and he's still he's trying like, to work I, on he's himself. Like, Can I keep this? Yeah, motivation. Love that. I absolutely love that. So that's something that, again, if you want to compare him, if Mm -hmm. you want to put him in a system, not only where he can learn from a great offensive mind, Sean Payton, put him in an offensive minded coach that's going to put him in the best system and also work under a guy who's been in the same shoes. It's a great fit. Mm -hmm. But again, will they want to address that? I mean, again, that's a that's a a Saints team that doesn't have a lot of holes that you could take a chance at a guy like Lamar Jackson if you believe in him. 
One thing, I'm going along the same line, okay. thought, thought process of you, um, but it's a little bit out there. It's a little bit more, uh, we're going to connect a lot of tissues and a lot of things have to go right Is for this, this to happen. Is this what you were telling me? You kind of teased this to me before we started recording? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. This is going to take a lot and you okay. might not like it because it involves some uh, Minnesota Vikings. Okay. I was thinking, all right, we need a great offensive mind. Mm-hmm. We need a guy who can run RPOs. We need a guy. You're taking DeFilippo away from me. Aren't shut you? up. <laughs> we need a guy that's going to be smart. We need a guy that's a, you know going to be a, an up and coming mm-hmm. great NFL head coach. So what happens is, oh, Le'Veon Bell, is he going to play this year? Oh, it's really going to hurt that that <laughs> Pittsburgh offense. Oh no, Big Ben, he's breaking down. He's getting hurt. You don't have that leader in the middle in Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin goes seven and nine. In the AFC North, not only finishes behind the Baltimore Ravens who win the division, he also finishes behind the Browns because they win the tiebreaker. Wow. Like, Tomlin gets fired. John DeFlippio comes over. becomes their head coach. who do they draft in the first round last year? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. And Big Ben retires. He has Antonio Brown to throw to. Le'Veon Bell repairs his relationship Mm -hmm. with the uh, Modell family, Heinz Field and Pittsburgh. He comes back on RPO of Lamar Jackson, Le'Veon Bell, (laughs) Antonio Brown. I mean, even without the Tomlin firing, I... Like, I would not mind it if the Steelers drafted Lamar Jackson. No, that's why it wouldn't need, be bad, because you, because he's still there. Like, you need, a, you need an option to Big Ben calling it quits, and it's kind of the proactive-reactive, or of, are we going to be proactive, draft a guy at 28th overall to be like, all right, Ben, when you do call it quits, we'll have a guy, or are we going to be reactive? All right, he called it quits. Now we're going to ho- go ahead and get our guy I've got a different scenario for you, and I don't know if I'm in love with this scenario, but it could work. So there's a team drafting fifth overall that could use a quarterback. However, whenever you ask John Elway, whether you ask Vance Joseph, yeah, I've already given away the team, it's the Denver Broncos. Whenever you ask them, they go, Case Keenum's our guy. Case Keenum's our guy. It's a dream that he's here. Case Keenum's our guy. Chances of Denver getting to five with me, how the top four works out, if a guy like Bradley Chubb is there, if a guy like Quentin Nelson is there at five, them saying, no, 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 Baker Mayfield, no, 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 Josh Rosen, we are going to pass on you guys, we're going to take the offensive line help, because we could definitely need it, Mm -hmm. we're going to take the edge rush if that offensive lineman is not there, because the Giants go ahead and take him. Yeah. And then later in the first, they, with a package of their 40th pick, a la what the Seahawks and the Vikings did a few years ago. To get Teddy. The Broncos trade up back into the first round late on draft night and take Lamar Jackson to back up Case Keenum until— Notice how all of my teams, it's until he's ready, until he's— ready to take over a job because I think the best ideal situation for Lamar Jackson is one that's not going to throw him in right away. But also one thing, too, is, I mean, let's look at the NFL. How many teams desperately need a franchise quarterback? Dallas has Dallas has Dak. Mm-hmm. Right now, New York's saying they're sticking with Eli for the next two years. Philly has two, apparently, and Nick Foles and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Carson Wentz. Washington has Alex Smith, who they just signed for five years. Chicago Bears, has, Chicago Bears have uh, Jesus 2.0 um, and Mitch. <laughs> Detroit has Stafford. Packers have Rodgers, Vikings have Kirk, F- Falcons have Ryan, 
Panthers have Newton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through this because there's literally no, Newton. Uh, Saints have Breeze, but we mentioned him again until he's ready. Tampa has Jameis. We'll mm-hmm. see how long that sticks because you know Jameis hasn't been fantastic. I think the shorter list is who doesn't. Exactly. Arizona mm-hmm. uh, will throw New York in just I'm because gonna, that's you, one, that you're one's saying possible. the Jets. Uh, both. Yeah. The Giants and Jets. I'm going to throw in Miami because Tannehill coming off of an, of an injury and how confident are they in Tannehill? But if he's healthy, yeah. Ryan Tannehill was great in the first year against with Adam Gase. And one of the things that I was going to throw out is with Buffalo, what if they don't work out a deal to trade up? Then at 12, that might be too high to take Lamar. Do they take something else at 12 and then Lamar at 22? Yes, that could happen. But again, I'm in the mindset if you love a quarterback, take him because he might not be there. Because I'm going to trade. So up. you're saying take Lamar at twelve. Um, take Lamar at twelve if you if, like him. If you love him, so let, let, let's let's talk about mm-hmm. this because how, how, what time are we at? We, we got are, time. We got time. Okay. All right. So at one, we're thinking Browns go QB, mm-hmm. go and Sam Darnold. Two, are we going to say are we are we saying a team trades up and, and goes up and gets him? I'm going to say the Giants. Right now, if I had to pick, the Giants stay there, and the Giants will go with Bradley Chubb. Okay. So then Jets are going quarterback. Well, so, eh, Saquon. Okay. Eh, yeah, Saquon. Okay. Then Jets are going quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's say they go Allen, because I think I've heard that they've so liked his arm. two off the board. Uh, so Browns aren't going another quarterback. Broncos are iffy, but mm-hmm. if Quentin Nelson is there, they'll most likely go there. Uh, Colts aren't taking one. Bucks aren't taking one. Bears aren't taking one. Uh, Niners aren't taking one. Oakland's not taking one, Miami and then it really could. Miami. So, like, really, there's a long list until you start hitting those quarterback runs where it's mm-hmm. 11, 12 uh, at the Dolphins and Bills. They need quarterbacks. So right there at mm-hmm. that point with the Bills being uh, on the clock, uh, yeah, so then, what, that's four quarterbacks off the board? So yeah. they'd be Darnold, Allen, Rosen, and Baker if we're going yeah. with most people's top so four. So the, uh, the Bills could technically get one of those top four even at 12. Yeah, So then, but then, then at 15 – are the Cardinals. So that's mm-hmm. where Lamar could fall. Like, that would probably be where I would say that 11, 12, 15 spot well, are the earliest Lamar Jackson could go. And an, an interesting team that I've always written off because I don't think that they would go quarterback, but every single article I see for a best fit for Lamar Jackson has this team on it. Do you see Cincinnati drafting a quarterback, especially no. in the first? Because I don't. No, I don't see like that Like, Andy Dalton, like— People might be upset with Andy Dalton and might be upset with what the Bengals are right now, but it's not Andy Dalton's fault. It's that head coach that you keep giving contracts to. The Cincinnati's so backwards because they can keep saying, we're not Cleveland. Like, literally, we're not Cleveland. Oh, hey, you know, we haven't made the playoffs, but at least we're not Cleveland. Hey, we're the better city. At least we're not Cleveland. How does you Marvin know? Lewis because, still have a job? No, that's the thing. It's like they're always, they're, you know, they're a better city. They're, God, they're, 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 a job? they're more well off than Cleveland is right now, both from an economic standpoint mm-hmm. and like team wise. But they're not great. But yeah. they can keep saying, "Hey, look at the little brother. We're, you know, hey, he's you know a meth head in the in the back seat. We at least have a job at McDonald's." Like, are, that's the, what, are the Browns the meth head? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then the Bengals <laughs> are you know the the you know the the night shift manager at McDonald's. So like they have a job at least, but it's something crazy. He's still living in mom's at basement. At so, least I'm not on drugs. Exactly. That's basically what they're saying. Well, the hard stuff. Yeah. Um, so like with the, the Bengals, they're backwards enough to where they think Andy Dalton's the future. And Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to, they're going to take another quarterback because I mean, they just had AJ McCarron and they didn't trade him. They didn't get anything for him. They let him walk. Didn't get the paperwork in on time. Let him walk. Didn't get the paperwork in on time. Totally see the Bengals not taking a quarterback, Mm -hmm. not getting a backup and taking like a six round pick from like Duquesne's. 
or Duquesne's, whatever that fucking school's <laughs> called. Like taking a school from like mm-hmm. uh, taking a quarterback from like uh, you know an NAIA school, like taking a yeah. taking a guy from Marion, okay. like like. I could see the Bengals totally screwing it up. <laughs> I think they need a quarterback because I don't trust an Andy Dalton. Are they the Will Browns? They? Are they the no. Browns 2.0, The future Browns, the future seller dwellers in They're the up, so like if, AFC North. If the Browns were like a like a like a you know a common gun in Fortnite, mm-hmm. Bengals are like the uh, the what's the what's the one up? It'd be uh, green. Is it yeah. the blue? It'd be a green no, the gun. green. Then yeah. the blue. Yeah, then, then the blue, the purple, then, purple, then, then the orange. The gold. Is it gold? It's gold. Okay. But yeah, they'd be the they'd be the green pistol. Yeah, you know, it's Where it's a it's little like, bit of an upgrade. You're not that much better, but it's like at it, least I'm using this over the. It the looks light. better in the bar, you yeah. know. It looks better, but you're still gonna get killed because you're using a pistol. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah. You've been winning a lot of Fortnite games. I so I got this is totally off tangent. Uh, so I got to the th- I was I was in top Final three. three. I was in top three. All right. And I was going up against this guy. Such BS, man. Because I was trying to heal, and mm-hmm. the guy hit me with a rocket, and I, I threw my controller and broke it. So we got to play with Jake sometime. We got to squat up. He hasn't accepted my friend request, so oh, well, shout out to Jake. Jake he doesn't that's watch on you, man. That's he only on watches you. the fast break. Well, I mean, he he, he should be venturing over. Getting back on track. Yeah. Uh, again, like <laughs> 11, 12, 15, I think, are the earliest Lamar Jackson can mm-hmm. go. But then after that, 17, Chargers. We consistently talk about them trying to get a quarterback for the future. I don't know if they do. Um, again, but that, that I'm just saying, like that's yeah. a possibility. It um, depends on who's there, too. Like, if a Vita Vea is there for some reason, mm-hmm. they're not going quarterback. They're going Vita Vea. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we'll look at... Uh, the Saints at twenty seven. Then, mm-hmm. so it's like, so it's it's really probably eleven if this order holds true. Eleven, twelve, fifteen. Uh, then uh, we threw in twenty two again, just because it's the Bills. Uh, we'll throw in seventeen, and then I would probably say twenty seven, twenty eight, and then thirty one are the spots that he could go in the first round. But I think he's gonna first. He's a first round quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just really where is he gonna fall? Because at some point, someone's gonna trade up and get him. Last thing I'm gonna ask him. I am unsure on this because to me. There are three answers to this question. It's either four, five, or six. How many quarterbacks go in the first round on the first night of the draft? Four, five, or six. So it's basically I make sh- the top four, which would be Darnold, Allen, Baker, and Rosen. Yes. And then if it's five, then Lamar gets taken. If it's six, Mason Rudolph gets taken also. Five. All right. I don't think I don't think Mason Rudolph's going number in the first round. You don't think like if let's say Mm-mm. Lamar's the fifth and he goes off the board at fifteen that a team like the Saints, the Pittsburgh, the Patriots take a Mason Rudolph at the end of the first to if, make it six in the first round. If the Patriots take Mason Rudolph in the first round, mm-hmm. I will throw up. Like that, like that don't want Mason Rudolph. Hey man, that might be uh, that might be good for the live stream then. Seeing I, Sean just throw up. I think again, I think we can gain a lot of subscribers with that. Sean. I think there are five first round quarterbacks. I mm-hmm. think there's five quarterbacks that go in top fifteen in in Jackson and then those four other and those four other guys. Um, I could even see Jackson going in front of Baker. Um, and I think even Schefter tweeted out that some team has Lamar Jackson as their second rated quarterback. Again, they might not be the fifteen. You know, in the top fifteen best players in this draft overall, but again, quarterback's the most important p- position, so that's going to change that draft completely. You need to get the guy that's going to change your quarterback. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick might be a fantastic safety, might be an all-time safety, mm-hmm. but we've seen these t- these guys. Let's just look at Brian Urlacher, a guy that just was never able to win a Super Bowl, being one of the best linebackers in all t- of all time. And not being able to win a Super Bowl because he didn't have a quarterback. Like you can have these game changers on defense. You can have these game changers on the offensive line. Like a Joe Tom, uh, Joe Thomas, who made ten All Pros, never had a quarterback, made it to the playoffs once, mm-hmm. right? 
Derek Anderson, do they make yeah. the playoffs that year? I no. don't think so. I don't so, think no. Joe Thomas made the playoffs. So, like, you can have these game changers. You can have these all-time greats on your team. But if you have a quarterback, it's not going to do anything. So you need to take a quarterback. That's what's going to change this. I know people are saying, like, I wouldn't take Lamar Jackson in the top 30. Well, you're going just based off numbers. You're not going based off of, like, you know, you're going based off who's the best, who's, like, you know, off that. I, I see guys consistently on draft Twitter just saying, oh, Lamar Jackson isn't even a top 50 player on the draft. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Joe it's, Thomas it's about, has never made the playoffs. Yeah, it's about position. It's about how that player can change your team. And, yes, you know, Bradley Chubb might be a, an all-time great when it comes to rushing the quarterback, but if you don't have a quarterback that's going to put up points, you're not going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why these guys might not be conventional top 15 picks, but those top 15 picks are going to win you playoff games. So The last time the Browns made the playoffs, it was— Was I born? It was 12 days before my 13th birthday. It was January 5th, 2003. 2003. Okay, so I was six. You were six. No, was, I was five because I was January. Yeah. I was five years old. So that was, like I said, 12 days before my 13th. Like, that was me. Oh, what grade was I in? So January of 13th, I would have been seventh grade. Seventh grade, the last time the Browns made the playoffs. And they lost to the Steelers in that first round game. Makes sense. They lost to the Steelers. Let me click on the box score. What was the uh, score of that game? That score was 36-33. The 11-5-1 and and Steelers beat the 9-8 and uh, Cleveland Browns. And the last time they were before that was uh, January 1st, 1985, where my mom was two years away from having me yeah. and on her, what, 20th birthday. I was so I was four years old at the time because it was before my birthday then, too, when the last time. They've only made it to the playoffs twice in my lifetime, and I don't remember one of them for sure. I'm, I'm sure I remember watching the 2002-2003 one, but I don't really remember it. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. Lamar Jackson, who... Is his best fit in the NFL? Where do you think he is going to go? And also, what if you see this before Thursday, what's going to be? Uh, is it going to be before Thursday? No. It's this Thursday. will. If you listen to the full podcast, you will listen to this before Thursday. If you're catching this on YouTube, he will have already ran his 40-yard time. Oh, yeah. Because this will go up Friday. I'm going to say 4-4-1. Okay, so close. Yeah. I'm going to go 4-3. He's, he's a man of his word. A 4-3 is insane. He's going to do it, Like. Though. He's going to do it and instantly become a... T- like, I, I, we are going to be talking about should he be taken over one of the top four I th- because of it. I think, like, if memory serves me correctly, I think the fastest recently was, like, Mariota, who ran, like, a 4-5. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not so You're talking of, just quarterbacks. Like, good quarterbacks. Like, good quarterbacks. I'm not saying, like, some guy from Pitt who turned into, like, a running back. Uh, I'm saying, like, actual quarterbacks who've played in the league. I think, like, Mariota's probably the quickest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Jameis might have had a quicker one than him. I think I think that was one of the things. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it was one of – it was either Jameis or uh, Mariota. Uh, RG3 had a 4-4-1. Four, four, Forgot about that. I think you can run RG3 times. RG3 had a 4-4-1. I mean, Chris Johnson had an unofficial of a 4-2-4. Okay, that's a running back. Yeah, but if he hit that, that would be running back speeds. From a quarterback. But let us know what you guys think down below. Housekeeping quick at the end because I'm running out of time. Make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most available podcast. You want to support us. T-shirts are down below in the description. That store link. Make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And also check out mostvalopodcast.com. That's where we keep everything for MVP. Want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Quick T-shirt idea, if you could fit this in, uh, Lamar Jackson quicker than we'll just uh, Lamar. It'll be a Lamar Jackson silhouette and just say it's quicker than Saquon if he runs up a four three. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast.
Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.